Hi guys, um, it's Tochi. And this is EC. Welcome to the third episode of the Diaspora Diaries. We're back. I know, we know it's been a while. Sorry. <laughs> life, life gets in the way, but we promise we're going to be super consistent from now from on. From now on, mm-hmm. so we are ready to... Let's, let's just, let's just you know, dive let's in because there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. So first of all, you are, you guys know we're housewife junkies, okay? Like, bravo. Bravo. Hire us. For I real. know every... I've watched every episode of every housewife friend. Maybe not Potomac. I don't think I've watched Potomac. We we like the reunion. The reunion. Yeah, yeah. Which is coming back. No, we are huge housewives Housewives fans. fans. Yes. And if anyone out there listening to us... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm asking for, but if you need something to do with housewives, where the if you just have a question, we can we have archives in our in our just memories. Film us reacting and watching because mm-hmm. you know you know um, when me and Abella and Dara were watching it last weekend, mm-hmm. I was I was wishing that we filmed each other. We really should have filmed each filmed other. ourselves uh, reacting because was, we were just we, cracking. It was up. just too real. <laughs> And Abel and Dara hadn't watched the episode before, before. so they were shocked. We were like, wait, so it's coming, it's coming, wait. <laughs> but let's just dive into the meat and potatoes of oh, all this, shall we? Well, because Portia, I'd like to call you to the front of the classroom, because so you she, need so to explain hates, yourself. So she hates Portia, guys. Okay, first of all, Portia, <laughs> who, who are you? You came onto the show... And your claim to fame was you're married to Cordell Stewart and you're the granddaughter of Jose Williams. I went to high school in Atlanta. Meanwhile, I didn't know the underground world. Anyway, girl, let's, 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 no, I really want us to dissect <laughs> who Portia is as an individual because she's fraudulent. Meanwhile, she didn't know that the underground, she thought it was a an real actual train. train. But let's just say who Hosea Williams is. I, I went to high school in Atlanta, so... Mm-hmm. He's like this huge philanthropic person. Like he does a feed the hungry thing every Thanksgiving. It's all over the radio. He was a part of the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. A huge person. And Portia he worked was along with Martin, Martin Luther, King. Luther King, alongside yeah. Martin Luther King. So you just understand the clout that he has. Mm-hmm. And um, I think at some point Portia was like a pastor. There's some clips of her preaching some things that are speaking oh, okay. out against homosexuals. So already that's like something I already oh, counted against Portia. I forgot about that. You forgot that. about that. I forgot Portia's about fraudulent that. from so many different angles. Oh no. Because so, I wanted to like her. She's a pretty girl. I she's fun. She's you know what? Funny. I don't I don't dislike her. I just think her character has a lot of flaws mm-hmm. and I think she needs to become a, a better woman. Yes, yes. A better woman. True. Because what she has done to to Candy is not what it's you do to your fellow okay. woman. Another mm-hmm. black woman on TV with you. Mm-hmm. But in any case, that's who Portia is. Her and Cordell had a divorce. And I thought we are going to see an empowered Portia. When she was married, her husband was very controlling. So mm-hmm. I thought after the divorce, we're going to see a different Portia. She's we saw gone. one, but then apparently her, her new persona was sleeping with a married Nigerian man. So that's, that, that, that's who you're going to be on, on, on Housewives? She's very dumb, you guys. Like, she has never really been able to show us how she makes money. money. Yet she comes in the show with Birkins, $100,000. Rolls Royces, $20,000 crocodile Birkins. like, million-dollar homes. Two, this last one was $2 million. In Atlanta. Meanwhile, she does, what is she, she does a radio show. What's it called? Um, Dish uh, Nation. Dish Nation. They are, she probably does. The, she's, her co-host is Debrat. <laughs> Remember Debrat? <laughs> Yeah, I rest my case on how important that Wasn't show Lil Mo was. maybe on that show too? Lil Mo wasn't. Oh, no, she okay. was Lil Mo was on some boats. I know too much about these <laughs> unimportant people. But Lil Mo had a show like in Baltimore <laughs> somewhere. So but in any case, so Portia 
makes bad decisions. She's fiscally irresponsible from what I've seen. She's shown herself to be promiscuous, which, I mean, if you're a single woman, do you. Do what you want to do. But mm-hmm. to the point where you're known for sleeping with a married African, you know that's how they talk about it, married African. African. Like, that's who you were <laughs> last season. And now, and, and all this while she's been trying to maintain this front. Like, you're not fooling anyone. And that's what got her in this mess with Candy. So let's actually get down to what happened in these oh, last few gosh. episodes. Candy and Phaedra have had a falling out. We discussed that already on our podcast. Right, right. And there have been all these allegations of, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Candy having, you know, sleeping with women, mm-hmm. her and Todd, whatever. Started by Phaedra. Started I'm, by Phaedra. I'm co- what's the... Co- uh, co-signed by, by Portia. Portia. And the thing is, if you guys know Candy, Candy keeps it 100. Candy has a show called Candy, Candy Coated, Coated Nights. She has a sex toy line. She mm-hmm. is not ashamed of how she's she's no shrinking violet she she's just really confident in who she is Mm -hmm. and uh i'm confident in my own skin skin. (laughs) (laughs) she's told people that she's experimented with women before Mm -hmm. you know todd her and todd todd seems to be very down he loves her for who she is Mm -hmm. so it's just like so when this season came up and like there were all these allegations of candy you know, being having a women, sex dungeon. It was just kind of like, who cares? Like everybody already knows that Candy yeah. has been with women yeah. before, you know. But, but in any Tasha case, has taken it to the next yeah. level. Yeah. So what happened is that they were out, and um, one of the other co-hosts like sort of called Portia out on what she had said because she said it behind Candy's back, and instead of Portia to own it and just be like, yeah, you know, I, I said this in passing, you know, we all know this already, like, I wasn't even trying to come at you. She was now getting defensive about it and get, getting on the attack with Candy, basically forcing Candy to out the fact that Portia told her herself that she wanted to have sex with her. Mm-hmm. So really, it was after that Portia was the one that has all these lesbian desires experiences, and experiences. Which is fine. It's just that Portia... Oh, Portia just lies way too critical. much. And I think what took it over the edge was when uh, Portia lied about the... She said that Candy tried to drug her. Mm-hmm. Her and Todd tried to drug That's her right. to take her home. You don't accuse someone of rape. Like, based on what someone told her. Basically saying, someone told me you want... Anybody can say, someone told me, mm-hmm. Portia. I could say, someone told me that I should kill you, so I killed you. Like, mm-hmm. anyone can pull anything out of their butt. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't stand by what you said. Portia was just lying. She tried to say that Candy has had a seven-year seven relationship, relationship. Blah, blah, blah. That Todd is Candy, going somewhere lying about his name. Marvin. <laughs> she was just lying. And then when Candy said, girl, you were the one... Who told me you want to you know, do, do, do whatever you want to do to me? <laughs> and she couldn't say anything. And the, what was what ooh, what was crazy about the last episode was when Candy had the out the receipts from three years ago. Portia wanting to do some, all that stuff mm-hmm, to her. Mm-hmm. She printed it out. She gave it to all the cast members. Passed it out like a handout in class. Read it out loud. In and case Portia, you can't read, for those in the crowd that are on their Donald Trump and can't actually read what these text messages say, I will read it out to you. Mm-hmm. And she exposed Portia in mm-hmm. front of her man. It was just embarrassing. It was and humiliating. It's exactly what Candy had to do because mm-hmm. Portia was just going to keep going. You don't accuse me that I tried to drug you and rape you. Who, who, She's who an says idiot. that? Yeah. Portia, and then she got on Watch What Happens I was talking about. Well, I said what somebody said to me. You don't put that on the, uh, in the universe on so national dumb. television. She's not bright. She is so she, dumb. She, the, the, the light bulb is very dim. She is so dumb. 
But and yeah, if you guys are not up to date with uh, Housewives, please catch up. This season's yeah, this actually season's, very good, yeah. You have to but, bring Sheree back. This year, I have been fans of Sheree. And she, I think she really was the ingredient that lit this season mm-hmm. on fire. Mm-hmm. She's just been like, listen, when we all get together, we need to talk about, about what, what everybody, everybody has been saying behind each other. Why are people house? acting like Sheree is snitching when you said it on camera? I'm actually really she's confused. Snitching. She's not snitching, but I guess like... You said Obviously, she's doing these things because you the know, producers are telling her you want to hold you like that peach. But it is what it is. <laughs> Everyone needs to get a check out here, so she has to do what she has to do. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, they've all they've said it on camera. Yeah. So why why why, why are you acting like I'm it? I'm telling tattletaling? Yeah. But um, I know it's International Women's Day today. That's the day we're recording on, and you know we want to promote female solidarity, U N I T Y, but we need to address. Remy Ma versus Nicki Minaj. We do. Uh, because it's, it's just have you ever been a fan of Nicki Minaj? Yeah. Okay. You don't don't lie to G. No, I wasn't going to lie. Was I, <laughs> I was going to say I was a fan. Like I loved her mixtape days. Like yeah, I know itty yeah. bitty piggy from beginning to end. Like I love Nicki like that old Nicki Minaj. She was much more she seemed more genuine then. She did, she did. No, I did, I did, I was a fan of Nicki Minaj. She lost to me when she started becoming very extra and tacky, like and trying to tacky. be like Lady Gaga, but missing I the mark every single time. I started to like her again when she like toned down when yeah. she, you know, her natural hair, just like the black hair was back. Was out. Bees in the trap. I loved yeah. I love that era yeah. for Nicki. But I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say I dislike Nicki Minaj per se. I just, I don't really... I don't like her. Why? Um, From what I see, like, the general consensus is that she's not a nice person. Mm. And I mean, I don't like to take those things to heart because you never know what a person is. And especially when it's said about women. Because there's this thing where, as a woman, if you're assertive, mm-hmm. you're considered a bitch. And I don't like perpetuating that. But the... What I've been hearing and what Remy Ma actually said when she went on the Wendy Williams show was that it's a thing in the industry from top to bottom. Remy Ma said that she's not going to say anything about Nikki, you know, specifically. But what she will say is that people in the industry, she, she's learned that you treat people no matter where they are in the industry with mm-hmm. respect. Mm-hmm. Basically insinuating that that's something that people say about Nikki Minaj. Like if you don't have anything to offer her, she doesn't, you know, respect mm-hmm. you or treat mm-hmm. you like a person should treat other people. No, it makes sense. Because uh, well, what was I listening to the other day? That And they pointed out that, um, you know, when um, VH1 did the hip hop honor, Honors, they yeah, honored yeah, yeah, like yeah. Um, Missy Elliott mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And all these rappers like Remy. All the female rappers know, were in the building. Was Lil' Kim there? Lil' Kim was there, I think, yeah. Yeah. And they were honoring all these, like, you know, these rap legends, kind of. And Nicki Minaj wasn't there to pay Mm -hmm. homage to... And I also, I hate the fact that she lies that she... Didn't copy Lil' Kim. You know, like, she was definitely inspired by Lil' Kim. Like, of course, I know Lil' Kim looks a mess now, but at the end of the day, she was lit. Mm -hmm. And so many of the looks that you're seeing now, all this Instagram baddie, you know, Mm -hmm. understanding and Mm -hmm. whatever that is, a lot of that, if you go back, you'll see it's actually inspired a lot by Lil' Kim. Lil' Kim, Trina. She was doing that. Trina with the choke, those chokers you guys are wearing, that's Trina all day. So you have to, you have to pay respect. Mm -hmm. I don't like when people don't pay respect. And that was always my issue with, with Nicki Minaj. But anyway, I know, I'm sure. Are you dumb? I hope you got a chicken wing hang on your chain. Are you dumb? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And the thing about it is, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I hate the fact that, you know, I don't don't really, sorry guys, we're pouring some wine. (laughs) You know, I don't like that they have to like insult each other, but listen, (laughs) 
Every time I don't kill him. Like, you, rap is about... This, this is just one of the most core elements of elements hip-hop. Of rap and hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Freestyle battling. Mm-hmm. That shit is fun. I'm it's, sorry. It's the best to watch. It's, it's, it's your mind. I remember when we had that spell of watching those YouTube videos girl, of female, female battle rap. rappers. Don't knock it till you try. Shout out to Babs. What's it called? <laughs> One, uh, Queen of the Ring. Queen, Queen of, of the, the Ring. Ring. Look up those Queen of the Ring YouTube videos. It's basically reading over a beat and rhyming, and they will now know personal things about each other. Someone brought out a picture of someone. There was a rap battle going yeah, on. Yeah. Someone brought out a picture of her opponent on it, living on a mattress on the floor, no sheets. Some cockroaches. Cockroaches. The other girl cried. She cried. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It cried. sounds terrible. It sounds terrible. Guys, wow. it's, it's, it's just freestyle rap. Mm-hmm. It, Rap battling, that's mm-hmm. what it is, you know. It's skills. And it's also, it's, it's also just a part of black culture. Yeah. Like, we learn how to poke fun at each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure these people wouldn't be cool in the beginning, mm-hmm. but they end up becoming cool. Like, look at Nas and Jay-Z. Yeah. You know, there was beef. Mm-hmm. But and it's further just, down the line, because you understand that it's part of the rap game. Mm-hmm. It's part of the culture. Some of the most iconic moments in hip-hop history. Like, have you guys heard of those beef DVDs? Have you ever watched those? Mm-hmm. Girl, I'm so I'm so deep in this. Like, um, they have this um, movie series that's like part. There's three parts of it, and they're called the Beef series. Oh. and each one like goes through hip hop beefs throughout time. After we get done, we're gonna watch like a clip of one. <laughs> like they did like Fifty Cent Ja Rule. They have interviews from both sides. They oh, analyze wow. it. They break it down. How it started. How it ended. It's such a good series. I think you can find them on YouTube or on Netflix, but they're called the Beef um, movies. Wow. But in any case, yeah, it's a core part of hip hop and. It seems like we have the most recent one is Sheether, and it's between two women. And two I'm trying women. to think, do we have one? No, I've never heard. I've never heard <sighs> of women just going at each other. It'll be like a bar here in a song, but I've never yeah, heard a song of yeah. a woman just yeah. going in on another woman. And it really, I mean, Nikki, mm, you want to pose that you're the queen of rap, but you didn't come out and you say nothing. Out, so I don't know what to say. And I know, I know, Remy messed up. By trying to put out a second one. Yeah, oh, I didn't even listen to it. I couldn't. I couldn't yeah. listen to it. And Foxy Brown also decided. <laughs> to chime in. Oh my god! Because apparently, what happened is that the three of them were supposed to do a song together. Mm-hmm. Foxy, Remy, and, and Nikki. Nikki. And Foxy and Remy don't get along. Yeah. So something happened mm-hmm. along the way. Nikki was when, being shady, trying to have Foxy on it too. Because when Foxy Brown came out with hers, I was like, ah. From Who where to where? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I say something about Foxy Brown. Mm-hmm. I went to this show at Westbury one time and she was performing and Joey, please forgive me, I know that's your girl. <laughs> but Foxy Brown was supposed to perform and it was like a gay club party. It was actually really, really fun. She was so late. She was such a mess. She was like locked up in a room somewhere. People were going home. It was like 2 a.m. And she still hadn't performed. She pulled up in a Lambo. I will give her that. Mm. Um, but she was. it was just disastrous. And it was very clear that she had some kind of issues. I don't want to say she has mental issues. But even when she performed, I guess at some point one of her earrings fell off. And she just rushed off stage and didn't oh, get back no. on. It was actually very tragic to watch. Yeah. Everybody was just sort of like, what's going on? Oh, no. And I used to love... So when I heard she put out a song, I was like... So How did she cool. put herself together to... I don't know. I didn't even try and listen to it. Yeah. I was just like, girl, what? And she was so beautiful. <laughs> she, she was, was so, so beautiful. cool. I was even, I was 
listening to Foxy Brown uh, recently, and I was like, oh, we need to use this as an intro song. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she was so cool. Yeah. Ugh, I had a poster anyway. <laughs> you had a Foxy Brown poster. Yeah. Aww. But um, okay, so basically, Remy and Nikki. Nikki hasn't responded. I don't think she's going to respond. And a lot of the things Remy said about Nikki were damning. Mm. They were bad. Mm. Talking about how the silicone implants in her butt, according to Meek Mill, dropped to the point where they I'm could sure no longer. Meek Mill hasn't come out to deny it. And I think it was. He would come out to deny it because on two facets. Like, why would he come out to deny it? Because. He's against Nikki right now. No, but you. First of all, you look like a, a loser talking about your ex like that. Don't be that guy. If so, if someone came out and said that I said this about my ex, I'm gonna be like, no. Even if I did say it, I'd be like, no. That you know, I would try to, you know, not look like that kind of vindictive. Like, what, what? In what context did that conversation come up? I feel like Remy just made it up. Okay. I, I don't I, know. I don't know. I feel like it might be true because no one has refuted it. Maybe it's true. It's true. Me, it's true. If, if right. it didn't happen, I would... If, first of all, if it did happen, if I was Meek, I would say I didn't say it. And if it didn't but happen, I so would whack. definitely... That's another point. He's so... Whack. I another don't see point. him coming out. Like, I just feel like everything... Every, anybody against Nikki right now, he'd just be cool with it. Yeah. But... Uh, petty like that. Yeah. It's true. The fact that... It probably happened. Yeah, because there were times where we wouldn't see like Nikki and Meek together for a while wow. or something. Yeah. So maybe that's when they weren't having sex. <laughs> My anyway. days. Anyhow, anything else uh, to say on that? No, Remy killed it. The she song was good. I still listen to it all the time. Seven minutes of just straight mm-hmm. up going. She she addressed everything. everything. There's nothing for Nicki Minaj to yeah, say. She left no stone unturned. There's nothing. But she should still. She should. She should come out and say something. Yeah, that would. That's fun. what hip hop is about. Imagine yeah. if Nicki. Nicki, how, how? I mean, look. If you tell me, if you diss me like that. It might not take me 24 hours. Mm-hmm. It might. I, I would be able to, under 48 hours, write something to insult mm-hmm. you back. Mm-hmm. I'm not a rapper. Mm-hmm. But I can put myself together and come at you for the sake of for my real. dignity. And even though uh, Remy <laughs> talked about how, like, you know, you sign to a label, so your money goes five ways, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. If my money yeah. goes five ways, I'm still making more I'm than you. I'm still making more than you. You know, you come at, like, mm-hmm. Nikki is really successful. Yeah, she be she touring is. the world. She has a lot of fans. And I was also, like, I don't know, in my mind, I was thinking of lines for the for, for Nikki's response. <laughs> and I remember, like, she said something like, um, what was that thing that Diddy used to say? Don't worry if I write rhymes, I write checks. Like, <laughs> that even, like she had so many ways to, to yeah. do this, and she just was a coward about it as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah, definitely. So we want to talk about Chris Brown. Like, we literally, like... Uh, have... Barely. Barely. Uh, I, I just feel like Chris Brown, mm, over him. Did you hear about that Billboard him. article about him? <sighs> what did he do now? Girl, it's not what he did. Somebody in his camp did an interview and basically exposed the fact that he's constantly on coke and on molly and on lean and that mm. everyone around him is just toxic and how he's like this crazy person and how he wakes up and the first thing he does is get high and stalk Karuchi on Chris social Brown media. Chris is crazy. And, and I can't... Yeah. You guys have no idea how big of a Chris Brown fan I was. Mm-hmm. Like, to the point where my mom would be like, oh, if I get... <laughs> Why are you that voice? <laughs> <laughs> Because my mom wanted me to study pharmacy so bad. And she, I was old. I was grown. But she would, like, make up these things as if I would believe it. Like, oh, what if, like, I find a way for you to meet Chris Aww. Brown? And Chris Brown says she studied pharmacy. Will you do it? I was like, mm, no. Like, how did you find a way for me to meet Chris Brown? Like, what? Like, that was how big of a Chris Brown fan I was. 
and just after the way he beat up Rihanna, I'm sorry. I mm. hate. I always hated the fact that he was forgiven so easily for his talent. If you just look at those pictures, that girl had two concussions. Oh my god! That is some real stuff. Oh. He beat her up. Her face was swollen. Like I'm sorry, Chris Brown is crazy. So I just could not. I hated the fact that oh, and he's a talented person. I do enjoy some of his. And something songs. about him that makes me think that he's so troubled. He just looks so troubled. I don't care. <sighs> and I'm I'm happy Karuchi escaped from him because I think wasn't there something like oh he threw her down the stairs? Yeah, she, or she something? said that he put his hands on her too. <sighs> and listen, the older I get, the more I you know fall deeply in love with these you know men or whatever. <laughs> What? The, 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 just, it's just the more I understand what domestic violence can be, like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I feel like when I was younger, when you would hear like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you know, if you put her out, I'll just be like, listen, I would just get up and leave." Yeah, oh, I see what but you're saying. But the more I now that I've really it's much more got complex a than that. to fall in love with someone, yeah. like it really scares me. How know, much they could hurt you? Yeah, because you become so vulnerable. Yeah. You start to believe them. Oh. You know, and they come, they come at you after they beat you. They come at you nicely, yeah. like you know, they try to make it's it up. Like, they will now yeah, buy you yeah. stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's I, I don't like it, and I'm officially. I mean, I've been done with Chris Brown, but yeah, it's it's a it's a wrap for him over here. But you know, I I hope that he gets the help that he needs. Mm. He's a father now, so a daughter. So wow. I would hope that he, he um, gets the help that he needs, yeah. but. Yeah, I guess that's um, the end of our little first session here where we just sort of just did with you guys a bit. We've still got some more topics to cover, so we'll be right back. I just watched Moonlight yesterday, and I I felt like you know we could talk about some black films. Mm-hmm. You know, this year has been this past year has been very heavy on black films. Sure has. Um, so just wanted to address that, and then after that we'll talk about some Women's Day stuff. Just <laughs> briefly. <laughs> so I saw Moonlight yesterday, and mm, I <gasps> I feel like a lot of people are going to be uh, are going to disagree with me, but I wasn't too crazy about the movie i don't know if it was because i waited too long to see it maybe it, it started to be like really really hyped in my head mm-hmm. and then i saw it and it, I, I i was over um, underwhelmed mm-hmm. but i mean i like i think it was a very good independent movie mm-hmm. i think it was a great narrative great story but i just don't feel like it warranted Best, best picture. picture to be honest when I first saw it as much as I liked it it didn't I didn't say oh this better win best picture yeah I didn't feel that way and, and when it didn't win I wasn't surprised mm-hmm. so I, I, I see what you're saying because I, I would imagine because when I watched it it was still like it had just come out it was mm-hmm. like a small mm-hmm. film it was in limited mm-hmm. theaters mm-hmm. and um, I just really liked it it was a refreshing story I thought mm-hmm. it was really well done I thought the mm-hmm. acting was great mm-hmm. um, 
but yeah I, I didn't think it was going to win best picture I didn't think yeah. it was you know that wasn't what I thought about it I was happy that it won because it was a black film and right I, I, yeah. I haven't seen La La Land I don't know if I've seen any of the other nominated movies but yeah, yeah I haven't I, I'm usually a big um, Oscars person I watch all the movies this year I don't know I've just been whatever but um, yeah I think I really enjoyed the movie I just think leaving I, I was like wow is this what won best picture and uh, one of the reasons I think it won Best Picture was because of all the hoopla last year with, you know, black people complaining that there were no Oscar movies. And I kind of felt like they just wanted to give us something. Had you watched any of the other movies nominated for I... Best Picture? Manchester by the no, Sea. No, I do La want La to Land. watch Manchester by the Sea. I haven't watched La La Land because I'm not that crazy. But about so can you movies. really say that this film doesn't even, deserve it if you haven't okay, watched maybe it? Okay, maybe comparison to all the other movies maybe all the other movies sucked I'm not saying that moonlight sucked but it just didn't reach that level to me of what a best a best picture but i mean i think movie. some year i think it's a thing where some years the competition is a little bit more stiff than others and it's not a it's not about it's it's best because it's compared to the other movies that were nominated right, right. so yeah, that's yeah, yeah. but yeah, I know so because I best, do need to best, watch the other movies but, before I can say but it, it, it the past it. movies I've watched that have one best picture. I got that feeling like, oh, this is this is great. Like this should be, you know, one. Of, this has to be one of the best movies of the year. You, I, I mm -hmm. felt that before, so I definitely understand what you're saying. But yeah. at the same time, it's a, a comparison thing. Right. No, definitely. I guess you know I can't say, oh, it didn't deserve to win against all the other nominations because uh, I haven't watched it. But I just didn't. Maybe when when I watch all the other movies, maybe I'll decide. Okay, yeah. That which is your, which is your pick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It just also didn't take it to that next level. I would have loved to see what in what in what way. I just it, it just the ending to me. Yeah, I loved I didn't the like story. The, ending. I didn't like the ending to me just felt a little bit flat. Flat, yeah. So, but I loved the story. Um, Mashar Ali, I think, was in Maharsala. Maharsala. I think Mishra, I, uh, I love him. Oh my god, I'm obsessed with him. I love Remy from House of Cards. Yes. Uh, he was also in Luke Cage. Mm. I actually really love him as an actor. And I met him before. He uh, is really? like, yeah. Uh, he's gorgeous. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I think he was in the movie for five minutes. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't really see a scene where I was like, ooh, in the water? Oh my gosh, no, that was a beautiful scene. Mm. There wasn't a scene where I Why thought... Why do you have a son in the water? Oh, not his son, the boy in the water. That's a beautiful scene, but his acting, I didn't, I didn't really... There wasn't that scene where I saw him acting in a way where I was like, boom. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But, um, but I feel like sometimes people expect that scene to be just an outpouring of emotion. Not and necessarily. Okay. For me, not necessarily. I don't know. I know this was a favorite film of the year. I knew that after I felt, I watched it. And the thing is, I watched it with one of my best friends and we felt the exact same way after. We're like, wait, did we miss something? I don't know. I did. I enjoyed the story. Someone told me, because I tweeted about it, someone told me that I should watch it at home again and see. Uh. I don't know. I'll try. I'm not saying that it wasn't a good story. I'm not saying it wasn't well filmed. I'm not saying the acting wasn't good. It just maybe I waited too long. But I still to don't. See it is it the ending that you didn't like, or I don't know what? The, 
it just didn't take it to that next level for me. I didn't feel I didn't cry once during the movie. That's nothing. People told me that oh I would cry, I would cry, or I didn't really. Oh, I, just, I thought I it was really moving. I thought it was really emotional. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't feel. I thought it was a good story, but I didn't get any. I it didn't. You know, sometimes people me. relate to things differently than mm-hmm. others as well, and that's what that's the beauty of movies. Some people like you know this. It's a preference. It's mm-hmm. personal preference. Mm-hmm. And again, hype does alter the way um, people perceive things. I really wanted to... I mean, I'm still not saying that I didn't enjoy it. It sounds like you did it. No, it's, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the movie. I actually... I, I I thought it was filmed very beautifully. I loved the cinematography. I loved the writing. There's so many things I loved about it. But I just... It just didn't move me, I guess, in the way that I thought. I thought it was a beautiful story. Maybe if it had just... I just wanted something a little bit more. I also just felt like there were scenes where I would get that emotional connection, but mm-hmm. then it was, like, cut, cut short. short. But yeah. I understand why they did that, though, mm-hmm. from, like, just the filmmaking perspective. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. And, and I don't know. I just felt like this year, because I did. I tried to watch Hidden Figures, I think, was good. I tried to watch Fences. I didn't like it either. Um, so I don't know. I just kind of felt that this year, because was of a token everything, year. yeah, they were kind of just like, oh, ooh, yeah, let's put black films. And my thing, my problem is not, yeah, I, I, there's so there's so far we have to go, I guess, as black people in America, um, to get where we want to be. And yes, them nominating our films is good, but my underlying issue in Hollywood is just the overall inclusion of black people in film. I'm not saying. There needs to be more black movies. There just needs to be more black people in different sorts of movies. Oh, I see. As opposed to there being such a huge divide. This is a white exactly. movie. This is a this black is a black, movie. Oh, it's a black cast. Yeah, white yeah, cast. Yeah, I just yeah, needed yeah. to be included. Like, there can mm-hmm. randomly be a black teacher. In the, you know what I'm saying? There yeah. can randomly be black And there can be different. strong performance. I mean, okay, I was going to... One, one, I would... One, I, I was going to say there should be strong black performances in quote-unquote white films. But that reminds me of Viola Davis in Doubt. Mm-hmm. which I thought she should have won for. Mm-hmm. That was a good example of integration yes. in terms of a movie. Yeah. And it's, it, it shouldn't yeah. be that hard to do because life is, um, life is that way. There exactly. are you know, d- different people of different races interacting and yeah. creating yeah. good stories. And to be honest, I hate that whole black movie thing because movies like Moonlight that are this good, that are considered black movies in that mm-hmm. they had a black producer, I believe, mm-hmm. and a black person that wrote the script, mm-hmm. they're few and far between. Yeah. The majority of quote-unquote black movies are very lackluster. They lack in storyline yes. or, you know, they, they pander to some idea. Medea movies, for example, yeah. I find those very detrimental to the international opinion of African-American people, but that's another mm-hmm. story for another day. So I, I, I do give an extra bit of credit when I see that I it's... See. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Definitely, no. And I'm rooting movies. for them. I'm, I'm rooting, rooting for, for any them. good black yeah. movie. I just don't want this to be like, oh, the end of it, you know, yeah. like, okay. Next yeah, year, back to one. You know, mm-hmm. no, there's still so much work yeah. that has to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I know we can't compare America to, like, England mm-hmm. or other countries, but... Just the way, if you watch like a British movie or a French movie, the way they just integrate black people, it's not, they're not just in that movie because they are black. Mm -hmm. Maybe sometimes. And they're not black caricatures. Exactly. It's just that, oh, like even like Black Mirror, it's just Mm -hmm. like, oh, this black person's Mm -hmm. there. And they're the principal or they're this person or they're this. Exactly. That's what, that's 
that's honestly what I want. Yeah. And and black people not just in front of the camera, behind the camera, doing writing. Exactly. And if we're doing all these things, that is what would increase make, it. Increase yeah, better yeah, yeah. movies. So much more authentic. But mm. yeah. Mm. I guess that's that. We we're gonna discuss um get out, but I Ooh. think we're running out of time. <laughs> For that topic, but yeah, we saw Get Out. Get Out was a good movie. It's not. Yeah. It's not an Oscar contender <laughs> or anything like that. But um, just good entertainment. It's very well, 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 and there's a lot of little n- nuances to it too. Mm-hmm. Like Adela was saying, how it was the cotton, the picking of the cotton that ended up saving him. <gasps> the picking of, of the, the cotton. Because I knew it was. Yeah, it was. It had some meaning, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Adela oh, was the one that pointed it out very, today. So I many little really things you pick up out. on after watching yeah. the movie, but we'll leave that to you guys. It's still in theater, so we're not going to spoil it for you. You guys should go mm-hmm. see Get Out. It's a good one. And um, we'll be right back. Hi guys, so we're back with our final segment. So usually about this time we do our shout out of the week, but the last two things I shouted out actually broke. So I think the segment is jinxed. Um, so what we're going to do instead is just sort of have a moment to talk about women because today is International Women's Day and we're both women. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> are you you're confused? You're not I, sure. Yeah, I am. A <laughs> um, and we just thought it'd be nice to just share some of our thoughts about it. So I, I had a question. Like, mm-hmm. what has been your proudest moment as a woman? Like, whether it's something someone else did, or you know, something you've experienced yourself, or my proudest moment. A, I don't even know the answer to my question. <laughs> I don't know if I just put a big load on you because I actually don't know the, my answer. Huh. Um, I, I, for me personally, or just like what has made me feel proud to be a woman? Proud generally, to, yeah, generally. I think, I think I experienced really proud... Moments where I feel really proud to be a woman is when I see women succeeding at things that mm. they would never be expected to succeed at. Mm. Um, so, like, for example, just when I see Serena Williams just, mm. like, Dominic. going against what, you know, what it means to look like as a female yeah. athlete or what mm. it means to achieve as a female tennis player yeah. and athlete, that just makes me feel just proud. Like, women can do anything that they want to do, mm-hmm. and there are so many women out there doing great things, pushing barriers. Yeah. Like, when I see a construct, a woman that is into construction on the street. Yeah. A woman just, cab driver. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah, stuff, yeah. little things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, we can actually, like, we go through so much more than men do, but yeah, we are able to accomplish just about the same things yeah. that they do, so. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. And it's like one of the things I've learned about because feminism is so complex and it's uh, we discussed it already on here. But I feel like one of the things I'm learning is that there is so much dignity in the roles that women play, the ones that are both expected of us by society and the ones that we do that go against the grain. Like, I think there's so much beauty in the nurturing and 
motherly and maternalistic side of a woman. There's so much beauty in femininity. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, even though gender roles, I think gender roles are social constructs. I don't really think that there's such thing as acting like a boy, acting like a girl. I just think mm-hmm. those are things that have developed over time. Of course. But with that understanding, I also think that so the thing that we have defined as femininity is such a beautiful trait, even when it appears in men, not just not in a mm-hmm. sexuality kind of way, but the vulnerability that comes with being feminine. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that is beautiful and it's, that it's doesn't actually artistic. get a lot of credit. Yeah, yeah. it's very, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I always say if I could like come back into the world again, I'll definitely be a woman of and I'll also too. definitely be black. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love being a black woman. I love knowing that I can bring life into this world. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I don't know actually. Yeah. But we and that know, even if you choose not to, that's still okay. It's like, still okay. Yeah. Like, there's there's just so much. Like, and we we go through so much as women and as black women, and it just learn. It just teaches us how to be resilient mm-hmm. and strong. Like. Women are able to multitask. Men can't really like mm. do that, you know. We're really just able can't. to do so many things. Women are so much better at, at expressing once. themselves. Expressing ourselves. We know how to compromise. We know how to just so, being selfish is almost a part of our nature. Selfless. 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 <laughs> <laughs> hey, we could be selfish sometimes <laughs> too. <laughs> it's okay to be a little selfish sometimes, yeah. but I meant selfless. Thank you for correcting me. So I guess one thing I was going to ask you, what, who is a woman that you look up to? woman I look up to? Hmm. Your mama. <laughs> I do look up to my mama. I mean, I guess like, you know. I feel like that's the easy answer. Yeah, I feel like my I could, I could sit here and talk about my mom for days mm-hmm. on end. Like her strength and her ability to, her willingness to learn and grow. And so, so often I feel like parents don't, they feel like they're perfect and they know it all, but mm-hmm. it takes a real person to understand that there are new things to learn and that the world, I, I don't want to talk about my mom. <laughs> um, we can talk about, let's talk. So like a, you know, a celebrity or, a celebrity or just a woman that you like her character. and this character I like. I feel like if I say Michelle Obama, that's oh like super gosh. cliche, no. but like she's the epitome because she never once used her. Okay, I feel like a lot of times with women in power, the way you look and um, the mm. way you present yourself can either be something you use as a tool for your own power or mm-hmm. something that you sh- struggle away from and hide right. so that you can be seen a certain way. And Michelle Obama embraced her womanhood mm. and that was her strength yes like yes. so much of the power that she yes. exuded was from being a woman pure yes. and simple not a lady not an intellectual yes. woman or any of that she was just unabashedly a woman yes and yeah. um and she reminds me of my mom if i'm to be mm-hmm. honest she really reminds me of my mom and i think that that's a type of woman i would aspire to be yeah. like um yeah, we can see the first lady that we have now and, um, oh. you know, other first ladies all over the world. Like, she championed her own cause. She picked, like, health and with children and healthy eating to be mm-hmm. her cause. And she, like, she genuinely believed in it and she pursued it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I wish a lot of the first ladies in some of the other developing countries understood the power that they had. Right. And not power in a way where you use it to stifle money and put it away in a mm-hmm. bank somewhere. But power, you have to actually make an impact. And mm-hmm. I, I think Michelle Obama is just... Snaps for her. No, mm-hmm. I love Michelle Obama. Um, I guess for me, a woman. Ah, my favorite woman. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
she, she's maybe there are so many women out there that I look up to, but one that I find myself always trying to emulate is um, Tracy Ellis Ross. Yes. I just love her so much. I've, I've met her actually, and her energy is just so fantastic. I love her Instagram. I love how she constantly supports other women. Mm-hmm. She's also someone that I don't know. If she, I feel like she could be this like diva-ish mm-hmm. child or whatever because her mom is Diana Ross. Mm-hmm. She's also Diana like, Ross, the original like, diva. <laughs> she has this amazing hair. Like I feel like she could just <laughs> she has this amazing hair. Yes, no, like, okay. hair is something. Like I'm sorry, <laughs> people can just like. Depend on all these, you know, superficial things. Yeah. But she's 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 always been funny. She's always been down to earth. And, and I she, love her brand of humor. It's not yes. that I'm a dumb woman humor. It's no, like she's yeah. smart, smart, and funny. funny. Yeah. Um, she she works very hard. She's been working for years, and it wasn't until last year that she finally got recognized. And she's she's probably like forty five. And she, she, what I she's love probably the most, how old is she? I think like forty five. Oh my gosh, she looks amazing. Yeah. And she, she what, I, what, what I love the most about her is that she constantly supports other women, mm-hmm. other women that are actresses. Unlike singers. Nicki Minaj, she posts them on her Instagram. She's constantly loving and supporting other women, and every time she lovely. does it, it reminds me to do it myself because I feel like sometimes we just. We get competitive and we want to be the only ones that are doing certain and things. We get envious, of, envious other people. of other people. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's okay to respect what another woman is doing or support mm-hmm. or even just learn from them. Like, we don't know any everything here. You know, we're constantly learning from other women, seeing or other people, and just try to make ourselves better. Yeah, so. we're all on a journey trying to get somewhere. And look... Everybody else is helping their own kind. We as black women and women in general need to help our own kind too. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So that's our little... So, so, listen to our podcast. <laughs> support, <laughs> support, support your support local, local gang. <laughs> but anyway, oh, it's been nice to be back. And it's been nice chatting with you guys. Yep. Like always, if you have any questions or you want to talk about anything further, feel free to reach out to us at the Diaspora Diaries. Instagram page. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be like, that com. <laughs> no, don't do that. Uh, yeah. Maybe but, um, we should get a blog. I don't know. Maybe. Let's, let's, let's just do this. We, need a, we, we have only done three so far. Let's, <laughs> let's get try this and going. Let's do this weekly. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.